This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Postgame Show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Marishka's and Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Let's never talk about that dropped puck again. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Naveau. Welcome into this postgame edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago and with me as always is Jay Zawoski from 670 The Score. Normally I'd give you a bunch of adjectives about how fabulous he is, but frankly tonight... I just want to get done talking about this game as soon as we possibly can. So let's just get right to it, Jay. This team, they looked good through a good chunk of the first two periods of this game. But every single time they made a mistake, Washington made them pay. And every time Washington made a mistake, the Blackhawks just couldn't capitalize at all. It was just a maddening, frustrating, irritating game all around. Yeah, and I don't want to... You know, it's they lost six two. It's it's hard to sugarcoat this. They got their asses kicked. But I think if this was not coming on the heels of a five game losing streak, this would be one of those games you just look at and say, eh, you know, this sort of things happen. They played well enough to win. Braden Holtby was awesome. Your goalies kind of sucked, and uh, you just sort of tip your cap and move on. But like I said, they have lost five games in a row. And sure, maybe this game is a coincidence, but. Now you're seeing a real problem, a real losing streak problem, and there's nothing really to indicate it's going to end anytime soon. When you look at the players on the ice, can you say, well, this guy's playing poorly. This guy's playing, you know, under his ability. Jonathan Taves isn't scoring. He did score tonight. Sweet goal, by the way. Um, it was a sweet goal, But, yeah. you know, over the last five games or so, he hasn't been scoring a lot. Brandon Sod isn't putting a puck in that, but when you watch them play the game – do you tell yourself, man, there's something wrong? Aside from that one game we had with Taves, maybe two games in a row that he was sort of subpar, there's no one you can really pinpoint as playing crappy. I just think they're not that good. Like yeah. John, John Hayden is a guy. Ryan Hartman is a guy. You know, uh, I and think, we're going to get to him later. By the way, yeah. we had something to talk about with him. Absolutely. Um, you know, Anton Forsberg and Baruby are 
replacement level backup goalies. So if you do lose Corey Crawford, you don't have Scott Darling to lean on for an extended amount of time, right? Or Antti Ranta, who Ranta, who is, uh, you know, maybe a low level starter quality backup. Um, these guys are not that. They're not. And uh, thank God Corey Crawford started skating today. It looks like he could play maybe on Sunday. Um, not soon enough, honestly, because I think the goaltending was a big part of this game. That second goal that Anton Forsberg gave up, you can't give that up. You can't give that up when your team has lost yeah. four games in a row and you're really scrapping, you're really trying for every point you can get. To give up a goal like that was just clearly a lack of focus. He just took his eye off the puck or got lazy and moved or whatever. Uh, that was an inexcusable goal. And I know they happen to every goalie, but there's a time, you know, not that there's ever a good time for a soft goal, but this could not have come at a worse time because you were playing pretty well. The Caps got up one nothing. Then next thing it's two nothing. Then twenty nine seconds later it's three nothing, and then the the whole thing shot. The whole game is shot to hell at that point, and it's yep. just you're just chasing and chasing and chasing. That's why you saw all those shots on goal because they had to, and then every time they have all these guys pinching and trying to score, the Caps have you know nothing but highway behind them, and there's your fourth goal. So it was just a crappy game all around that made crappier by the fact that it's their fifth loss in a row. Nicholas Backstrom's goal was spectacular. That pass from Alex Ovechkin. Of course. Oof. Nothing you can do about that one. No, there's nothing you can do about that one. The second goal was absolutely abysmal, like you said. I think Joel Quenville absolutely made the right choice to pull uh, Forsberg when he did. I definitely thought that that needed to be done to kind of – stem the tide a little bit thought that was a smart move but man there were just so many things in this game that just you look at and you just go how'd you lose by four I mean really like this team didn't play all that poorly the first two periods of the game they had a couple of bad clearing attempts that just instantly got cashed in on goals and it was so insane to watch it happen like the amount of bad luck that kind of came up there and then I just thought as the game went on it became less and less about the luck and more and more about the fact that they're just not as good as the Washington Capitals pure and simple the Capitals have a very deep roster they've got a very good goalie they were down two top six forwards tonight two top six forwards and they still put up a six spot because you allowed four points to Tom freaking Wilson Ugh. I am in shock right now that that is what the Blackhawks ended up going out there and doing and they're showing the standings right now on TV and the Blackhawks are a point behind the San Jose Sharks for that second wild card spot but it, they may as well be 10 points back the way they've been playing lately just it feels that way you know it, they feel like a middling team right now they don't feel like a fringe playoff contender right now and you brought up earlier that there's nobody on this team that's like particularly awful right now I would nominate Richard Panic as a guy who's getting close to that point. That guy needs a day off in the worst way. There is something going on with him. He is not right. He needs to have a day off. He needs to sit. There's just, there's other little things that are starting to concern me a little bit. I thought Patrick Kane had kind of a disinterested effort tonight, yes, kind of reminiscent about what he was doing earlier in the season when you and I were kind of calling him out a little bit. I thought Jonathan Taves, other than the goal, was kind of pedestrian tonight. And I think it may have been the fact that he had new line mates and he's kind of trying to feel that out a little bit. Whatever. Duncan Keith's lack of foot speed is starting to worry me a little bit too. 
that guy may have lost a step this offseason because he got beat badly by Tom Wilson on a play tonight, and that's not something you saw happen with Duncan Keith very often in his career. He doesn't look quite right to me, and I know that he's a guy that has a lot of mileage on the odometer. He's played a lot of NHL games. I'm starting to maybe wonder a little bit about him. Because it seemed like when guys like Gustav Forsling and Jan Ruda were on the ice, that top line of the Caps was kind of being held in check a little bit at times. But then Duncan Keith got out there and boom, instant goal for that line. And so there are a lot of like kind of little nagging things that are just kind of concerning me about this Blackhawks team right now. And they all kind of came home to roost tonight in this loss. And it's just... It's getting to the point where all these little things are kind of adding up, and you're like, "What? What's going on with this team? They're like, just is not this that good? That... It's, it's. I think it's what we're going to see the rest of the season, and I don't want that to be the case. No, but it I don't, is what I don't it want is, to. And I don't yeah. think Vinny Henestrosa call up is going to change that, right? I don't either. I know that's what everyone's pining for, and yes, you mentioned Richard Panic, and he certainly needs a break. But they're not losing because Richard Panic isn't scoring. That that's not it. And you mentioned Duncan Keith. Him losing a step is is horrible that's that's that can't happen because that's, that's a disaster his thing. that's his yeah. thing you know th- that's fatal to him he, the, he relies on that speed that's what makes him great and you look at a guy he's 34 years old who averages about what 24 minutes a game through yep. his entire career not to mention all those long playoff runs and all we talk about this with brent seabrook too remember duncan keith was a blackhawk before the blackhawks were relevant <laughs> you know, he was a Hawks. He's been a Hawks since 2005. Longest tenured Blackhawk, I believe, right? Yeah, he's he's been playing forever, <laughs> you know, and this is what happens is as these guys age, they're going to start to lose steps and Duncan Key losing a step or two. Remember, he's two years removed from a knee surgery and now he's another year older. That decline is coming. And listen, they might not admit it. But Ruda and Forsling is their top pair right now, and that's terrifying. Um, only slightly, yeah. Because I <laughs> they play they played okay. I think Forsling is coming around, starting to put things together. He did have a couple really bad turnovers, including that one in the first period today where he just put it right on Matt Niskin and stick. And yeah. Niskin was like, "What? What? I have the puck! Oh my god!" And like basically <laughs> fell down because he was so shocked. But for every five great plays Forsling makes. There's two where you're like, damn it, step back, right? Um, yep. Ruda is very solid, but is he ever going to get really better than he is now, right? He's just kind of a real solid three or four. He's going to go out there and defend well and not add a ton of offense. Um, but right now, I believe that that's the, the pairing that Joel Quenville trusts the most. And if you told me that back in October, that in, on December 6th, the number one pair is going to be Ruda and Forsling, I'll say how many Blackhawks died. Like, really? <laughs> it's not. That's a horrible situation to be in. And again, it's not a knock on those guys, but they've got, what, probably fewer than 100 NHL games between them. Mm-hmm. That cannot be the most reliable pair on a Stanley Cup contending team. It just can't be. Yeah, it's, it's simply staggering to see where we're at 28 games into the season. It's not even like you can't even really call this necessarily early anymore can you i mean we're we're getting to the point now where a five game losing streak's a pretty damn big deal like it's you're putting yourself in a bad position and i know 
there's going to be a lot of stuff said in the next two days. And I'm going, to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to preview all the talking points the next two days for our listeners. I'm going to give you kind of the heads up here. You can thank Uncle James after this. Everyone is going to talk about two things. One, they are going to talk about the fact the Blackhawks haven't looked awful in this losing streak. They could have easily won a game or two and avoided it. The second thing they're going to talk about is you're going into a stretch of games where you're, where you're playing arguably the three worst teams in the NHL in a row. And everyone's going to be talking about this is the time when you can kind of turn things around a little bit, get some things figured out against inferior competition, yada, yada. I'm telling you, that's what the conversation in Blackhawks land is going to be about the next two days. And what you need to remember is that the Blackhawks, through 28 games, have not shown us that we can give them the benefit of the doubt when playing inferior competition. And they've also won games that they had no business winning. So I don't buy this whole, oh, there's some moral victory element here. And they didn't look that bad. A loss is a loss at this point. And please, for the love of God, remember that, Blackhawks fans. Do not buy into the hype that this thing is going to be easily fixed. There is a lot of work that needs to be done with this roster in order to get them going in the right direction. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the five-game losing streak, and maybe you don't feel as bad about it if you feel this team has a 10-15 game run in them. And there's nothing to show me that they have the ability this year to crack off a long winning streak or two that will sort of negate this, this losing streak they have now. That, that's not this team does not have that in them as they're currently assembled there is not a long winning streak in this team I think they're playing the best players they can say what you want about Henestrozo whatever fine if you think Vinny Henestrozo is the answer cool cool beans he'll be here sooner or later but that's not a dude that's going to make a difference I think that although I'd like to see younger players play Cody Franzen is the best option right now He's the best, so he should be in the lineup because they need wins. If this team has any illusions of making the playoffs, they've got to play the best players. And I know I've said I want this year to be for development. It has, for the most part, been that. The young yes, players are playing. But Cody Franzen is in over Kempney, over Osterley, fine. Because he's the one guy in the power play that's doing a damn thing. And I, I want to end sort of on this note. You want to know the difference between the Capitals and the Blackhawks? Look at the Capitals' power play. They get a power play. The puck is constantly moving. There's three, four shots on goal, and the goal is almost inevitable. It is the total opposite with the Blackhawks. Um, Milbury and, and Pierre were saying, God, look at how bad these zone entries are, and look at the skilled players they have it on the ice. It shouldn't be this way. No crap, man. We've been saying that for eight years. You know, yep. it's just always been that way with this team, and for whatever reason, no matter who the coach is, Mike Kitchen, Mike Haviland, uh, you know, whoever, uh, Kevin Deneen, whoever you want to blame or praise or whatever, they can't get this damn thing fixed, and, and it's mind-boggling. And that's when you have a losing streak and things aren't going your way, the power play is the great equalizer. And I don't mm -hmm. want to go all meatball here, but maybe it's time to give Lance Boma and Tommy Wingle some power play time because at least they're going to go stand in front of the damn net, they're going to go win a damn puck in the corner, and they're going to compete. If there's no play there as they enter the zone, they're going to dump it in and instead of trying to skate through four defensemen. Watch the Hawks' power plays from tonight. The Capitals knew it was coming. They had four guys standing at the blue line saying, come on in, try it. And they <laughs> yep. just poked the puck away every time. The one good zone entry they had on the first power play, 
the pass got tipped. It was a, it was going to be intercepted. I think it was a Schmaltz pass, and it just happened to work out. It just happened to sort of like fart over to one of the Blackhawks, and they and they got were able to get set up. It's abysmal. The power play yeah. is abysmal, and that's what you need to rely on when things are going poorly. And that's probably of all the things Blackhawk this year, the power play is probably the worst thing, and that's saying something. Yeah, and. I wish we could end it on that, you know, high note, but there is one other thing we do need to mention very quickly here, and that is Ryan Hartman. Mm -hmm. Do you think a suspension is coming for his knee-on-knee hit on Alex Ovechkin in the third period of that game? Absolutely. You have a the one of the premier players in the league on a nationally broadcast game with a BS, unquestionably dirty hit. There is absolutely a suspension coming for Ryan Hartman. No doubt. And we and – we've been talking about it for two years that Ryan Hartman was maybe going to be Andrew Shaw without the stupid. And now he's not even Andrew Shaw, but he's bringing the stupid. And it's just, it's so, so maddening, dude. I, I cannot even put into words how annoying it is watching Ryan Hartman dick around and be stupid <laughs> and not provide the kind of goal scoring ability we saw in his first, you know, real run with the team. It's very disappointing. It's very annoying. And it's just kind of the crapper on a crap sandwich, man. It's just there's nothing really positive to say. By the way, Alex Ovechkin tied Bobby Hull in career goals tonight. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Good. I hope he passes him. Um, go, we have a little bit of good news. Our Wolves event is half sold out. It's selling out, guys. We actually are selling tickets to this thing. Yeah, I told you they were going to sell out. I knew that was going to happen. I thought it would happen a little bit later. Half the tickets are gone already. We've been promoting it for a week. The event is January 20th. So if they're going to sell at this rate, especially considering we're going to be doing post-game podcasts after every game, promoting, promoting, promoting the hell out of it, uh, you better jump in now if you want to go to this thing. So I will tweet the uh, link to the tickets in the description of this podcast it's also on the madhouse pod twitter account it's the pinned tweet so it's very easy to find james has tweeted it i have tweeted it he's uh, at james are you underscore Navo? i am not i am just james Navo. james Navo. i'm at jay zawaski 670 so find our accounts find that link it's very very easy uh easiest place is at madhouse pod that pinned tweet right on the top there 17 bucks gets you in that includes a wolves bag a wolves hat a madhouse podcast t-shirt and a madhouse podcast koozie that's worth 17 dollars right there probably more than that actually then you get a free hockey game on top of it how about that so make sure you sign up come out we're all going to sit in the same section we're all going to talk and chat during the intermissions it's going to be a great time so we hope to see you there uh, but until next time when the hawks take on the who are they playing this weekend buffalo sabers on friday until that post game show, we will talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Podcast post game show. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? 
I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Recently, Total Wireless helped Charlie Michelle stage a virtual dance recital for her friends and family. This event was super meaningful to them. Because when you move to Total Wireless, you can get amazing devices on nationwide 5G. And with unlimited plans starting at $25 a month, you could save up to $1,200 a year. Thank you, Total Wireless, for helping me pull this off. Total Wireless. Do amazing. Compatible 5G device required. 5G network in limited areas. Month equals 30 days. Savings claim made when compared to four-line postpaid plans of leading carriers 10-20-20. See terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com.